Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Detroit News Tigers Today podcast. Today is Thursday, March 9th, 2023. I'm Tony Paul, and from Florida, Chris McCoskey, our Tigers beat writer. Chris, hard to believe, almost halfway through this spring training, seemed like it just started. Yeah, maybe for you. <laughs> it feels like Groundhog's Day to me, pretty much. <laughs> that, that tends to be, as my memory serves, how uh, spring training uh, can be at least rise, rinse, and repeat. Yeah, the thing about when I was there, um, the few years in a row I was there, they were good, and uh, so there weren't as many storylines as I imagine that you're having to follow, given the you know the uncertainty and the new guys and all that. Yeah, uh, but uh, so we're gonna. I guess it's a good time it being halfway through essentially spring training opening days, just a, you know a few weeks away. Figure today be a good time just to kind of give a little a little roster projection. The fans always love that. They love to. Love to, you know, they love it or they hate it. And either way, they listen to it because <laughs> they love to debate it. Uh, but we'll get into that um, for most of this episode. But first, um, I, I think, you know, from afar, and I've paid attention, I'll be honest, sparingly to uh, to spring training so far. I've read your stuff, but it is it is still college basketball season. So I'm a little preoccupied with that. So I haven't paid total attention. But one thing I've noticed is that a lot of people talking about um, Spencer Torkelson for obvious reasons, number one overall pick a couple of years ago, did not have a good year last year in his rookie year, went down to the minors, really struggled. Um, a lot of expectations, not maybe not a lot of expectations, but expectations for seeing some improvement from him. I think that's fair. Um, I think everybody wants to see that this year. Um, no more than him and the Tigers, of course. Um, 20 at-bats in, that's it. He's 20 at-bats in. The numbers are ugly, um, but again, it's 20 at-bats, and what I'm hearing from a lot of people in the Twitter sphere is a very misleading 20 at-bats. The stats are ugly, but it's been better than that. What do you Depends think? on what numbers you want to look at. Yeah. First of all, first of all, A.J. Hinch made it extremely clear that there's no microscope on Spencer Torkelson this spring. Mm-hmm. They did not bring in another first baseman. There is no other real everyday first baseman here. He's the guy, so they're Firmly committed to him. That's not going to change. Secondly, he's pounding the baseball. He's hitting the ball. He, he's uh, in the top three in barrels this spring. For the, that's a qualifier because there are some camps like Boston and others that don't have. They're not hooked up with Hawkeye technology, so they they don't. They're not being measured there. But he's got. He's got. I think it's. I can't. I don't know the number exactly, but he's in the top three in barrels, and that's it. the other. Yesterday, he hit two balls. Got both of them were outs. One was 110 off his bat, traveled 410 feet. Uh, Victor Robles crashed into the wall and caught it. Second one, 105.6 miles an hour, went 382 feet to the base of the wall center. He hit a ground ball double play, 98 miles an hour. So he's barreling the ball, man. And I want to tell you, too, about the commitment he's made this offseason. He, he built a gym in his garage, a fully functional gym with a tonal machine, you know, kind of LeBron and uh, Serena advertise on TV. Full weight rack, the whole everything, everything you could want in a weight room, a weight room. He's got it in there. He went to Arizona State every day, about five days a week in the week during the week, seven thirty a.m. to noon every day, doing all baseball activities there at ASU in their facility and on their field. Came home, took a nap, ate lunch, worked out in the afternoon in his weights. He he's stronger. He hired, he paid a lot, a lot, a lot of money to hire a, a mental performance coach. Worked with him. This mental performance coach that he hired. Worked with um, Delta Force soldiers. So this is a real deal, man. And he, he spent a lot of time on that. So from a strength standpoint, mental, physical, 
he's he's on top of it, man. He's having great swings. I I feel like he's going to have a big year. I just do. He may not. He may he. I I was worried at first he wasn't catching up to fastballs. He had a hundred mile an hour uh, pitch from from uh, Johan Duran for the Twins the other day, line single. So he's on it, man. I, I don't sweat the twenty at bats in terms of batting average. Right. Yeah. For sure. And and those are the numbers. The hard hit balls that you mentioned, the barreling up, I think is is what uh you know some people are talking about. And um there's some optimism there. Um, back too, Tony, he's not chasing. He's yeah. getting good counts and he's getting good pitches to hit. I think with him too, last year it it was also you know, the chasing was an issue at times, but it was also the lack of aggressiveness at times in the zone. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know? no, and, and missing in the zone. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So um, it'd be interesting to watch, you know, you mentioned the, you mentioned the mental stuff and that's so interesting to me because baseball, as much as, you know, maybe any other sport, I maybe I'd put it up there with golf is, uh, is mental in a lot of ways because, I mean, you just see how streaky guys can get. Um, And it's interesting, you know, I mean, you talk about the mental side of things, you know, if you read, if you read Kirk Gibson's biography over the years, you know, that he went and addressed the mental stuff early in his career in the early 80s yes he was same a, thing he was a, yeah when he was a nothing um and uh he went and addressed that but back before that wasn't even thought of right uh, yeah. and became and became the most you know you know clutch player in baseball history you know at least in our generation maybe i'm gonna ask gibby when i see him i should have done this i think gibby might have suggested this mm-hmm. to torque because because that was the comparison that that was was made to me from who told me about it was it's the same thing that Gibby did, mm-hmm. and I, I bet you, I bet you, Gibby put that thought in his head. Now I say that, but I know Torque worked with this guy at Arizona State too. He he worked with the Arizona State team, but I bet Gibby kind of pushed him back into that realm a little bit. Yeah, I think that's really interesting um, that you you know, it's really easy for a young player to just say, oh, you know, I just need to get stronger, I just need to get better. You know, physically, it's all about physical, but to realize that there's so much more. Uh, and you know, all, everybody has talked. All managers have talked about how much baseball is between the ears, and, and Heck yeah, you, know, you got to deal with failure, man. Seven out of ten times exactly. is good. You're, you're failing seven out of ten times. Exactly. Um, so that's interesting that uh, he did that. You um, obviously, Torque's been a topic of conversation. You caught up with manager AJ Hinch recently, and here's what he had to say about Torkelson. He's swinging to that great. I would take that approach um, and that quality of contact. Any any of that. Um, and exactly what we're looking for. When he gets a good pitch to hit, he takes a good pass, he hits it hard. Sometimes the uncontrollable is the outcome. So um, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. Interesting. You know, I've um, you know I've done a couple podcasts elsewhere. Uh, I, you know, cheated on this podcast. I guess you're you cheating on me. What? No, 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 no not cheating. What are you, me. one of my ex-wives? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I gotta get. You know, I gotta make the rounds. You know, get around. No big deal. Jeez. But, uh, but. One of them was a baseball podcast and actually was on there with Evan of, of the free press. And we disagree. Um, he looks at this year as a make or break year for Torkelson. And I just disagree with that. I mean, I just, oh, that's, that's I, I, feel, I feel like it's, I, I feel like everyone wants to just jump on this kid. I mean, he's a couple years removed from college. I mean, things don't automatically just click for every prospect in baseball. I just no, don't especially- understand. When did he come out of college? Right. In the pandemic year. Right. Right. So his his last year of college was cut short. He had all that craziness with the pandemic to deal with. It's it's not been a, like a straight from college to pro thing for him. He's had to deal with a lot of stuff. 
I, if, if, if this is a make or break year, is it a make or break year for Riley Green too? That's that's insane to me. Yeah, that's the thing. Because you know, uh, you know, it's funny because everyone you know said you know says that Riley Green had this good year last year, and he did. Uh, but you know, the numbers didn't end up looking phenomenal. You know, I don't think he's striving to be good. Yeah, like, I don't I, think good is good enough for him. He he got to be great, and I think I, he will be. Yeah, and I think that it's it, with with people, you know, rookies and prospects and sophomore baseball sophomores or whatever, you're looking for progress. Obviously, and I think that that's that's key. I mean, if, if if Torkelson comes out this year, you know, sticks in the major leagues, you know, hits 20 home runs and 70 RBIs and keeps his head above water, which I think is totally reasonable. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a low that's, bar. You know, I think that's a fine, fine year. Um, you know, not everyone just comes out of college or, you know, the minors and is, is a superstar, you know, even the right. prospects. I mean, Mike and, Trout wasn't, by right, the way. Right. And I look and one comparison I was making, he wasn't a prospect but he became one of the best hitters in baseball was JD Martinez who could call who didn't come into his own to what 27 um you know yeah, he'd been released a couple times yeah. before the Tigers yeah, sometimes got it takes some time you know I'm not saying that you know that Torque doesn't have to show some progress but uh, I just think that this rush you know I hear people already ready to call him a bust and I just to they me, want to I, that, I just don't understand that you know what that's that's goes that's a that's a very typical reaction to anybody who's picked number one and has that kind of expectation. It's almost like they're waiting for him to fall off and, and just been, so they can say, oh, it busted, Alavila, rah. You know, it, it's just another kind of uh, bullet in that same gun. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm telling you, it won't be for a lack of effort. And the guys, the kids got the talent. And Riley Green uh, is smoking the ball. Mm-hmm. He's hitting the ball a long way to the opposite field. And when they come in, he's turning on it. So both of those guys are really exciting. But you know, I, I will temper it just that they were really exciting at this time last year, too. Right. And, and and Riley Green was not happy with his freshman year. He was not. So I I like both of those guys' chances to take a big leap forward. You know, the thing is, is it's, you know, I liken it, you know, I don't want to make too many comparisons to golf, right? But a lot of guys come out on the PGA Tour and they're young. And they're what are they doing? They're playing all these courses for the first time, right? And so they're not, they're, they're it's, it's just, you know, you're just learning everything at, at once. Yeah. And with baseball rookie, I mean, these guys are seeing pitchers for the first time. And when a pitcher faces a batter in their first meeting against each other, I will argue 99 times out of 100, it's the advantage of the pitcher. And, uh, you know, because there's more of a scouting report there. And so um, I feel like, you know, that's going to make a difference. And um, I also wonder, too, if, you know, uh, Torkelson's college coach is going to be in the area, you know, now that he's coaching Michigan. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if he'll make it around and maybe he will. Maybe I'm sure they've already been in touch. Yeah, yeah, maybe even provide a little bit more comfort there, um, you know, for him. So I just, uh, you know, I just I don't like this rush to judgment. Yeah, you want to see progress, you know, and you didn't you didn't want to see him come out and fall flat last year like he did at times and most of the time, but it, it was one year and uh, I just I don't know. I'm he ready. Came to, back in I'm, September. He came back in September and and he fought back. He, he was fighting. He was doing, he didn't do great in September, but he did a whole lot better than before he left. And right. that was encouraging. That was enough for the Tigers to say, we, we'll commit to him. We'll commit right. to him. We got to commit to him. You know, he's got to, this team is going to be in a bad way if all those guys aren't who they think they are. Sure. Sure. And um, I mean, I think there's great potential. I mean, Riley Green, I always liked him. And, and they, you know, the thing about Riley Green, obviously, is he provides value. Um, significant value defensively too. Yep. Uh, yep. Obviously Torkelson looked really good defensively last year, but it's still first base. So um, that's where Riley Green's additional value. So you can, you could deal with maybe him not being a 950 OPS guy, uh, even though I think he's capable of that. But um, yeah, it's going to be a, 
It's going to be interesting. I just, uh, you know, calm down. That's, I just, you know, it's fun when the fans are engaged um, and, and, and passionate about it. Um, but it gets a little frustrating too when, you know, you kind of feel like everyone wants you to say, uh, speak up and write someone off way before that. Uh, Never going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't play that game. I, I'm not into the fire them. They lost two games in a row. Fire them. Right. You went all for four. Send them down. Like, come on, man. Let's, let's, let's keep it. Keep it in perspective. Let's not uh, jump off a cliff every time. This baseball's too up and down to do that. You can't, you can't ride those waves. Right. Well, it, you'll drive yourself nuts. I mean, uh, <laughs> Twitter already does drive me well, nuts. You know, I mean, and and even back like in their heyday, you know, when the, you know two thousand six to two thousand what it was thirteen or fourteen. I mean, it was like they were so good that every night was like life or death, you know, with, with the fans and which was kind of fun that they were that engaged, but it was just got grueling, uh, you know, just especially for the closers and the relievers who yeah. bore all the brunt of their wrath. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. You know, the thing about Torgelson too, you mentioned he came up in September and he fought, there was no guarantee that he was coming back in September. That's uh, true. And that's what people, you know, need to understand too, that they, he earned his way back. He put in the work, he showed some signs. Uh, he earned his way back because I remember talking to AJ, um, you know, one of those uh, games that you took off last year. It was probably a rain delay game. Guys seem to get all those when you take the day off. But uh, I can't feel sorry for you when you come in for one game and you got to sit through a rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though. I still always get them. I don't know. You got to deal with the weather gods. But uh, I, remember, I remember that he mentioned when Torkelson was down in Toledo that uh, it wasn't going to be a guarantee that he was coming back. He, he did find his way back. And um so anyway um you know numbers don't tell one story obviously barreling the ball um but uh but yeah i mean long term riley green and torkelson that's where you're uh pinning your hopes on along with these young starting pitchers so we'll yep. see all right halfway through spring training uh i'm sure you're thrilled to be coming home we got another snowstorm coming tomorrow it's 50, 45 degrees right now another snowstorm coming tomorrow so you don't rush your way back just yet but, uh, you know, it's like I, I'm going to come home, drop my bags and fly right back to Tampa for the season yeah. opener. So <laughs> I got no chance. Uh, yeah. 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 Wait a minute. You're flying here and then going back. Yeah. Because, I, you know, they, they opened Tampa, Houston. So, right. I mean, I'm not going to schlep three bags across three cities from when I've been down here. Plus, pretty much have shorts and T-shirts for uh, training. Uh, I better put my good jean, jean attire together for the regular season. You know, I got to break out the good stuff. Yeah, well, you jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, instead just, of, go to, just just go to the mall. You know, the news has big pockets. They'll pay for some clothes. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you, you pay for you those no bags. bags. Three bags to be checked. No big deal. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ship it back. You know. Uh, uh, um. Okay, we're halfway through. Um. I guess let's let's go through some of the the position. Uh, you know, let's go through the the projected. Uh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody's already had like. Or, or what do you want to do? But let's just do it. No, I'm gonna tell you this. They a lot of all the other guys down here have already put out like two or three different roster projections. This is my first one. Uh, I don't, I don't even like to do these because they're so fluid and they're so, you know, it's subjective really at this point. But you know what? But, the fans love it, Chris. And we well, it's all about the fans then because I put this together. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb too. I'm not gonna do a standard. I could do a standard two catcher, blah blah blah. But I think they're gonna. I think there's a good chance to keep three catchers. I think Eric Haas, uh, Jake Rogers and Donnie Sands are can have a really good chance. He's been talking a lot lately about Eric getting some reps in left field. Right. He's a right-handed hitter. They need another right-handed hitter out there when they want to match up. So I, I can see them keeping three catchers, and I'm going to on this for this roster projection, I'm going to have them keeping three catchers. 
Okay. And then, and then that, that means the, the other side of that means the guy like Tyler Nevin, who's hurt right now, or Andy Abanez, who's coming back from, from the WBC with a, with a finger injury. Um, uh, Palacios, Jermaine Palacios, these guys in Kreidler are not going to make it in, according to this projection. On the infield, the, the set guys, the set guys for sure are Torque, Baez, Scope, and, and Nick Maton. Um, I have right now Cesar Hernandez making the ball club non-roster uh, veteran infielder. And him and Scope are going to kind of work out. Him, Scope, and Maton are going to kind of work out how third base and second base are going to go for the most part on, their, on a rotating basis depending on matchups. You with me so far? I, I, I'm, I'm following along. This is riveting. Uh, okay. And then the outfielders, Green, Austin Meadows, and Badu, and, and, and Matt Veerling. Mm-hmm. Veerling will also be in the mix on the infield at times, too. Mm-hmm. Veerling's a right-handed hitter. Badu, Meadows, Green, left-handed hitters. That's why Carpenter's not going to make the team, I don't feel like. He's not going to have four outfielder-only guys who hit left-handed. That's, that's untenable. And Miggy, obviously, is the DH. And then they'll, they'll rotate another DH around there for Miggy. So that means that Parker Meadows and Carp aren't going to make it from outfield. Or Brandon Davis, the guys, Jonathan Davis is another one that's, that I don't have him making it right now. Jonathan Davis is still very much in the mix, though. He could get in there. Uh, uh, Zach Short on the infield. Um, Lipschitz, who's had a great camp. Andre Lipschitz has put himself on the radar yeah. for a call-up this year, for sure. He's pretty good-looking little hitter. So that that's my 13 on the infield. The pitching, the starting pitching, I'm assuming health here. Big assumption. Um, first of all, you got you got any debates with me there? You, anything you don't like on that infield? Uh, no, I mean, uh, not really. Uh, I I'm pretty uh, pretty comfortable with it for, so far. Yep, I like it. Okay, all right, all right. There's 45 million people can, on Twitter who've been saying idiot. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm not sure you have everything correct. But I think you've got the DH correct. I think we're good there. <laughs> so I think Miguel will slide into that role seamlessly. That a boy. Wait yeah, a minute. Like like step it. out on that limb. Yeah, but yeah, right, I, let's I think go. It makes sense with Haas, you know. Because, yeah. Like, first of all, he's not a bad outfielder. He's not a great outfielder. He's not a bad outfielder. He gets you, you play him in the outfield to get that bat in the lineup. That's the point. Rogers, get Jake Rogers some more playing time. Uh, you know, he's shown some some strides this uh this spring. So yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. You know, AJ talked about the flexibility, and you definitely see. No, it. AJ also talked about the the the, the tiebreaker is going to be offense. Mm-hmm. He's looking to put together a team that compete offensively. Well, you and he'll risk. He doesn't want to risk a lot of defense, but he will risk some defense, like to to play, maybe scope at third, or maybe Cesar Hernandez at third. You know, so there, there'll be some of that where he picks offense over defense. So that's another reason why I thought three catchers might happen. I think you have to uh, get. I mean, obviously, after how atrocious they were last year offensively, anything they can do to. Yeah. Get better there. All right, let's hear about this pitching staff that's going to right. stay completely healthy. Yep. Assuming health, we got the starting rotations been set since day one. Eduardo Rodriguez, Lorenzen, Matt Boyd, who, by the way, Matt Boyd, the other does last start, put on a clinic, put on a pitching clinic, man. This changeup is different. I'm telling you. So he pairs that off the slider. He's a different cat. You guys cannot believe me all you want until you see it. But if you saw it the other day, you'd believe me. And then Turnbull is 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 the and, and Manning. I think Manning is. I'm worried about Manning. I'm not lying. His his fastball uh, power hasn't come back yet. Um, he 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 drilled yeah. Justin Turner in the face the other yeah, day and yeah, shook yeah. him up. He only, he didn't get through that first inning. They sent him back off to the second. But that's that's the starting five as we stand here right now. As shaky as that may seem, that means that I I believe that like Wentz, 
Wentz is going to be the the number one starter for Toledo this year, mm-hmm. and he's going to be the he's the number six starter. Okay. Um, and that's, let's go to the bullpen because that'll that'll determine who the other starters in Toledo will be, because of, we got a bunch of these guys going for the bulk innings role mm-hmm. in the bullpen. Right. All right, for sure, guys in, I believe Alex Lang, mm-hmm. Jose Cisnero, Jason Foley, mm-hmm. Tyler Alexander. I, I'm putting in, Mason Englert, the Rule Five guy, in there because I don't think that they would draft him and not at least let him see right. a month of the season and see how he can fare. Mm-hmm. And then this is where it gets really tricky. He wants to keep uh, one or two starting guys in, in a three-inning or more role in the bullpen. I have Brisky in that role right now. I don't have Hill in that role right now. So I got Brisky in for sure. And then there's four guys for two spots. Mm-hmm. Left-hander, Tyler Holton, Will Vest, right-hander, Garrett Hill, right-hander, and Miguel Diaz, right-hander. If you had to put a gun to my head, I have Holton and Vest making it right now with Hill starting in Toledo and Diaz being like the first reliever to come back. I really like Miguel Diaz. I don't know if anybody in the world does. He's got a 96-mile fastball that rides it high in the zone. He's got a changeup that's, that's unworldly, goes down in the zone. So he, he's a tough character. But right now I'll have in the bullpen Vest, Holton, Dresky, Brisky, Engler, Alexander, Foley, Cisnero, and Lang. That means, okay, stay with me. I mean, I'm here. Not, I'm, not I'm making here. it our Troy, Troy – Trey Wingetner, who needs some more time to build up strength. He's an interesting cat, too. Trevor Rosenthal, who they just brought in on a minor league deal, he's going to need some time to get get ready to pitch. He's not making it. I don't have Chase and Shreve, the veteran left-hander, making it, although he's right there. Brennan White, who has put himself on the map with hellacious slider, yeah, I could have put him in that, that mix of battling for those final two spots, but I got him not making it. Edwin Uceda is not going to make it. In fact, I – He's on the forty, man. I don't. I think they might have to DFA him. I'm not sure, but that's how it's that's how it's trending. Uh, veteran Matt Whistler is not coming back in time. I don't know if he'll accept the minor league uh, uh, assignment or not. Same with Jace Fry, and um, Kerwin Castro is a guy who's very interesting. He's not going to make the team, but he's got a breaking ball that's that's it's unique and different. So I don't have him making it either. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to to the, the Toledo starting line, a starting rotation. Wentz, Garrett Hill, Reese Olson, maybe Zach Logue, Alex Fajardo, Ronnie Garcia, and Brennan Hanafi are, are kind of in that mix for the Toledo starting rotation. That's well, what I got. Well, 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 hold on here. Well, let's talk Championship about- or bust? Let's uh, yeah. go. I'm, I'm going to go bust um, <laughs> this year. Uh, you mentioned Fajardo. Yep. Explain that. Okay, Fajardo was in the mix for that bulk, bulk reliever spot. Mm-hmm. And he's been – Kind of not right yet. He's coming back off the hip right. surgery. He's, he's getting pretty decent results, and he's loving the fact that he's got his old mechanics back and he's feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. But his uh, his arm strength and, and the shapes aren't aren't completely consistent yet, and that comes with reps. So I, I I see him starting in the minor leagues and then being an option for later on. Saying that Garrett Hill could be, there's a really good chance that Hill and Brisky both make it as bullpen guys. Mm-hmm. Just the way I have it right now, I I, I want to get two lefties in there. That's where Holton comes in. That's that's why I have Hill not there, but it's just not there right now for Fido. He he's going to be a guy that's going to have come up later in the season. Same with Ronnie Garcia, who's kind of been hit or miss. Call me crazy, people will. I don't hate 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 the rotation. <laughs> no, if it stays healthy, I man, I like. I don't the rotation. hate. I don't hate the rotation at all. Uh, I I mean, 
it's not the best in the in the world, but it's it's not it's very it's it's better than serviceable if people stay healthy. Yeah, as you look at it on paper, but we already know how this goes, man. This this you know none of these guys had a complete season last year. Right. Turnbull hasn't pitched in a year and a half. Right. Lorenzen missed two months. Right. Erod did his thing last year and was out a month and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, Manning missed two months. So it's 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 really kind of you wonder. That's why all these guys are in Britain in those bulk roles right now, because they're going to need to piggyback some guys to kind of save innings early. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the tentative. But if you just put those guys and tell me you're getting 30 starts out of those five guys, shoot, man, I, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I don't think that's the reality. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, injuries are going to happen. We can say this, they're fresh, right? They're, <laughs> they're well rested. They're well rested. Uh, what, about, what about a six man rotation? Uh, that's not going to happen early because of the way the schedule breaks out. There's a lot of off days early, but but I can given, see that. But given these guys and 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 the workload that they haven't had, could that be something that is under consideration for this ball club? Yeah, for for when the schedule heats up and they're playing seventeen days and or seventeen games in eighteen days and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely, I can see that happening. I think the plan right now is to go more of a piggyback where right. these guys starters go five, you know, and then you bring in Brisky or Hill or whoever Angler whoever for three. And then you get to your back end that way. I think that's the tentative way for April and maybe May as well. Mm-hmm. So if you were to, if you were to say, uh, what is, what is the roster? Twenty six man? Is that what they are? Yep. Thirteen right. to thirteen. How many of these spots do you think you'll nail? Like, what's your percentage going to opening day with this roster? Hundred. Hundred? No. no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably, I'll probably end up being like thirty. No, I'm at least seventy percent. I'm I at like least seventy percent. I like it. Well, why don't you just have Lorenzen be a fourth outfielder, and then you can get another pitcher? Dude, I tried that. I tried to push that, and and, and uh, Mr. Hinch didn't think that was amusing. <laughs> I just think it's fun. I don't understand. We're here to have it's fun. fun. We're here to win. All these kids <laughs> go up. And they're the pitcher and they're the shortstop. And then all of a sudden they grow up and then there's only one Shohei Otani in the last 80 years. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't, I don't. AJ made, AJ made sure I knew what his uh, strikeout <laughs> whiff rate was when he was a hitter too. Well, <laughs> so. kind of like, kind of like Daniel Norris, you know, when he got, uh, him, you know, when he got, don't make him. me cry. Start mentioning Daniel Norris. Like Daniel. I remember I, I covered the game when he, he went dead central though at Wrigley field. Yep. Oh, You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, yes. Well, thank you. Well, that, but I will say this. It was a two game trip. You did like to give me the two game trips. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, I let you go to Chicago for God's yeah, sake. Let me go to Chicago and Pittsburgh, both two game trips. Fine. I'm fine with it. But you like to give me the two game trips and the uh, rain at home. That's okay. Listen, I am, I am not, not a good, I'm not a good human. I think you already know this about me. It's fine. Whatever. Any chance I get to go uh, step away from my other duties and cover some baseball is fine by me. Well, this is good. This is a good start. Um, yeah, you've uh, been working it up in Florida just a few more weeks, and you'll be out of there. Um, you can check out Chris's work at DetroitNews.com all for the rest of the spring training and all season, obviously. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris McCoskey. Follow me on Twitter, Tony Paul 1984 This has been the Tigers Today podcast. We'll do it again maybe next week, maybe the week after. But during the season, it will be a weekly thing for sure. Appreciate you sticking with us. And, Chris, almost done, man. Halfway there. Okay. I appreciate it, Tony. All right, man. Talk to you later. See ya.